Tiki's Aodoras Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Brown. It is Monday, August 23rd, and we're recording here tonight, and we got two special guests that'll be joining us. One is my brother, Donnie Brown. The other is my dad, Dan Brown. Yeah, the Brown boys are getting together tonight, have a conversation. We have um, bear season coming up here in Michigan. And out of the three of us, my dad has drawn his first ever black bear tag for the state of Michigan. And to say he's not excited would be a lie because he is pumped. It's something he's been looking forward to doing for a long time. Um, I've been fortunate enough to hunt and get a bear in the UP. Um, One of our hunts that we went on four or five years ago, maybe a little longer than that by now, my brother and I were on Grand Island in Munising, Michigan, where I took my very first and only black bear so far. My brother has been fortunate enough to score two black bear tags since he moved to the UP several years ago, and he has uh, harvested two black bears. Um, The first, an absolute giant. We'll get into that story a little bit um, when we get him on with us. The, The second also a really, really nice Michigan black bear. An absolute stud. Uh, so my dad has been traveling up north to go see my brother who still lives in the UP and to uh, run baits, set up the uh, sites, um, do all that fun stuff. So we'll kind of get into some details of what bait they're using currently, uh, the locations they have chosen, and uh, basically why they've chosen those locations over others. And what they're currently seeing on camera, we've shared several um, images that we've gotten on trail cam pictures from them of the bears that are hitting these bait sites. Uh, So we want to dive into those details here with you because there's a lot of Michigan black bear hunters out there. Um, Not everybody is fortunate enough to draw a tag every year, so it is kind of an elite crew when you do get to draw a tag. uh, The people that get to go enjoy that time of year, um, it's something special to behold. So enough talking by me, let's get them on the phone. You're in the kill zone. Alright everybody, we got the Brown Boys, all three of us. We got my brother Don, like I had mentioned, and then my father, Dan Brown. All three of us. United, one in the our UP, father. our father. What did I say? Yeah, my father. Not your father. It's oh, our, father. our our father. Pardon me. Yeah. Our yeah. father. All three of us together, but apart. Donnie's up there in the UP, Uper country. The sun probably hasn't even gone down yet. Dad's over in the Thumb of Michigan, and I'm in Southeast Michigan. How you guys doing tonight? Doing well. Sitting out on my back porch, talking to my boys, smoking a cigar. Can't get any better than that. Yeah, I'd have Do to it. agree. Well, You're not out smoking a cigar either, Don? No, I'm just enjoying a fine domestic at my kitchen table. Oh. Listening to the crickets chirping outside, because it is actually just got dark out. <laughs> That's what I thought. Well, I'm sitting in my office upstairs, sweating my balls off. I really got to do something. It's super hot up here. I open the windows. I don't know if it really makes it worse or if it helps. But I guess the idea of having the windows open cools me down just thinking about it. There you go. Yeah. 
Whatever works. Whatever works. Yeah, so we want to talk about some bear hunting. Um, I had mentioned at the top of this that uh, out of the three of us, Don, you've scored two bears in your uh, bear hunting career here in Michigan. I've gotten one, um, hopefully another one in the next couple years maybe. And then Dad uh, finally was able to draw his first tag within the state. And it's a very exciting time for all three of us because, like I just mentioned, we have two of us who have gotten to partake, and Dad's partaking for the first time. So I know we're excited for him. Dad is more than excited already. Uh, so, Dad, we, I want to kick this off. Um, if you could give a name and rank about who you are, what you did or used to do, what you currently do. And we'll get it started, so let her rip. Okay, I am Dan Brown, the father of Don and Ryan. Um, counting on my, my son in the UP to uh, be my guide. And uh, this is my first hunt. Uh, we thought maybe last year we would have got uh, with six points, um, but it didn't work out. So seventh point, seventh was the charm. And uh, we're going to be going uh, first uh, day, September 8th, um, and, and see if we can bag something. Um, it's, it's a lot of work having experienced just, just the setting up part of it and uh, putting in some bait. Um, but uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm not used to uh, hunting something that, can also hunt me so that's going to be a little bit different of a challenge but uh one i'm embracing and looking forward to and uh hopefully things work out well yeah that's a good way to put it something that you can hunt but also that can hunt you um that was something i had thought about on my first attempt at black bear uh when i was with you down what five or six years ago already um, so Don, we'll kick it over to you now. I know you've done quite a few of these podcasts yourself already in the past, but it's been a little while since you've been on air, so if you don't mind giving your name and rank, and uh, we'll follow that up. Um, Donnie Brown, uh, I don't have a rank, I'm unranked. So, I <laughs> yeah, moved up here in the UP from um, the Thumb Boat. 11 years ago now this fall and have hunted bears a couple times um, since being up here in Michigan. It takes a little while to draw tags, especially if you want the, the first season tag um, for the area we've been hunting. It's, it's six, six plus years to get first season. So I've been able to do it twice since being up here and um, helping you guys and others bear hunt. It's, it's something that I've really developed a, a passion for i like i like bear hunting more than than deer hunting anymore it's it, like dad said it's a lot of work but it's super rewarding it's just cool to, to see bears um live on the on the paw so looking forward to hunting with dad we don't get to do it nearly as much as we used to growing up um and it was it's been a lot of fun so far getting things set up and 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 doing the grind of of baiting and doing all that stuff and like dad says it's a lot of work but it's it's super rewarding um and looking forward to this fall so dad you said this is your seventh year or seventh point or how many points do you have seven seven all right so you've been you've made a couple trips up north so far at least one i guess that i can recall uh how many right. bait how many bait sites do you have 
running right now? Uh, we have three, and uh, they're all in great spots. And uh, we're looking, you know, they're they're next to swamp, not quite next to swamp, somewhere where they've got, you know, where they feel comfortable, and and then they, you know, they'll come out of their zone a little bit. But you don't really have to. They don't have to really worry because they're, you know, they're right next into their, their, their into the into the living room. I guess you might as well say. Um, we're going to watch the wind. We've got several setups, you know, for different. We actually uh, different winds depending on what location we're going to choose, and uh, we're going to go from there and and hope for the best. Okay, so we got a few different bait sites running. Was there, this question is for either of you, I suppose, but was there something that told you this is the spot to try as far as bait goes? I imagine you didn't just walk in and put an X on the map from, from Onyx and said here and then made camp. What was what led you to those spots um, and what made you decide to start putting bait down in all three of those locations? Well, I mean, well, I, but for me, I relied a lot on, on Donnie's knowledge of being in the area, um, which, which is a great, great help. I, uh, taking from that knowledge of, of his previous hunts, he's, you know, he's at least had three that he's been involved in, two of his own and then one of yours. So I relied on that and, and, uh, you know, we were we would talk about situations, but we went into one spot, and he says, "I, I don't like it, Dad. It, it just it, it's not working for me. It just doesn't look good." So we just we left, tried somewhere else. But I I rely on on the expert, the, the unranked guy. <laughs> the unranked guy, yeah, exactly. So from the unranked guy, Don, what was your perspective on why those locations seemed like good locations? Yeah, so when I'm trying to set up a spot for bears, I'm not going to try to pull a bear to a place where he doesn't want to be. I'm looking for the best bear habitat, and up up here especially, um, I'm also looking for places that are well off uh, road because in Michigan, first season is bait only, second season, which is a week, five days after first season starts, um, other hunters can use hounds um, to hunt bears. So I'm looking for spots if dad doesn't get a, a bear in the first few days that we're not going to see dog pressure. And most dog hunters are using well-defined you know, defined road systems to hunt bears. So it's easier for them. It's easier to keep track of dogs and be able to cover lots of ground. So I'm looking for places that are hard to get to. I'm looking for places that have a lot of conifer cover, swamp, and uh, this year especially I was looking for places that are close to rivers or water sources like beaver ponds because it's been pretty dry up here and bears aren't like deer where they're going to get a lot of their water just from what they're eating. They need to drink. So if I can put um, food and water together and that security cover, um, the swamp where it's usually cooler as well, you're going to find bears. So what I'm looking for is all those habitat signs coming together. Um, and I use the Onyx a lot to help find those places. And then, like I said, I, I put a X on a map and me and dad would walk into a spot 
to try to narrow it down to the exact location, but um, Onyx helped a lot with being able to identify those characteristics, and um, we went from there and put in baits, and we've had some success so far. So, I will vouch Rye for uh, the hard-to-get-to places. Um, we've been through stuff and over stuff, around stuff and through stuff that I wouldn't have imagined. And uh, it was it's truly remarkable just just to watch him watch Don work and and look at things and nope this isn't this isn't good ah it's getting better it's getting better you know that type of thing and uh, it, it, like I say if you've got somebody if you're planning a hunt and 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 you have somebody that's in the locale that 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 you trust or is a family member that can can do the stuff for you. Um, you're going to treat them right, but but that expertise is is uh, is just you can't you can't beat it. Well, you guys touched on some good points, right? So the first season starts, and then five days later, uh, second season starts, and you got more hunters, more pressure, and now you're adding dogs to the mix, where it's you know, guys aren't just sitting over bait sites or what have you, but they got dogs running. So you got to find locations where you're not going to be pressured by that sort of intrusion on, on your hunt. So some of these locations, you made it sound like they're pretty tricky to get into. If, um, Dad, you could describe the, the, I guess, the toughest one to get into. How would you describe it? It's not so much tough getting into this one but it's tough getting out of it's it's a it's a hill overlooking the river bottom and we put our bait on the other side and i had at points to get on all fours to, to get up certain spots of this hill now it's manageable i'm 62 years old so that probably weighs a little bit on on it um, whether I'll get to do a bear hunt again is will will be seen, but uh, that was impressive to me, and and it just the place reeked of of bear that they would travel this. Um, there's there's water source there for them, you know, because as mentioned, it's been dry, uh, but there's a water source there for them bait right there we did find some sign and stuff so it just reeks of bear if we have the right wind i think we'll be successful there um another spot is uh, we went through a, a place that was logged out and they're not neat when they do it they take what they want and they leave the rest and it was uh what well, used to be a, a road um, is now covered in trees, so you had to be careful where you were walking, and with that comes bees and all that other uh, Mother Nature stuff that gets thrown your way. But uh, it's kind of like the story where you would uh, you would hear your 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 grandfathers and grandmothers talk about. Well, when we went to school, we had to walk uphill both ways and. The snow was so deep, we had to step over the phone lines and things like that. That's what it reminds me of. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, fortunately, you won't, well, I mean, you're in the UP, so I guess anything can happen, but you shouldn't be dealing with snow anytime soon, especially with the temperatures we got or going no, on right that's now. That's correct. <laughs> 
So hopefully not. Hopefully not. So this spot, I guess, on the three spots that you guys have narrowed down, is there one that you like more than the other, or are they both kind of all in the same plane? And I guess if there is one or two that you prefer over the the third spot, uh, what would your reasons why be? Why? Does spot A trump spot B trump spot C, or are all three of them kind of on the level plane? It's just a matter of the wind direction. Big big bears are best, and where if you can go where a big bear is, and, and at least in my eyes, if I get a, an opportunity to harvest a big bear, would be good. Uh, a bear would be fine. You know, I don't have a problem with it. Uh, but uh, like I said, you know, you hunt bucks, you hunt big bucks. You don't hunt the the, the spike horns and things like that. You want, you want, make it worth your while. And so, you know, but when it gets down to it, give me, give me something at the end of my, end of my sights and I'm going to be a happy man. Well, there you go. So it sounds like all three spots are in the running. It's just a matter of which one you can hunt. Um, Don, what would you think? Is there a spot that you think is better suited uh, for maybe early on in the season, later on? Or do you think all three uh, can produce a quality uh, bear for dad? I think um, I think all three of them are going to be good no matter what. Um, I think the one dad was talking about with the steep hill might be our best bet for a bigger bear. And also, um, in Michigan, there's a lot of things going on that middle of September. You got bird season starts up like grouse season starts up the 15th and all that stuff. Um, if dad goes the first few days without getting one, that spot is not going to get a lot of activity from different hunters putting when just more humans in the woods, more, more pressure on the bears, more scent in the woods. So I think that spot will be, um, the spot if we end up going more than a few days. But I think for the first few, um, I think any of them will be will be good. Just a matter of wind direction and what we what I like to set up for is predominantly westerly winds. So I'll put the bait to the west. In this case, Dad's using a gun, so we're, we're our sights are probably 50, 60, 70 yards off the bait. So it makes it a little easier than if you're bow hunting or or archery hunting, but um. Yeah, so we have a couple for west winds, and then for whatever reason, we'll get some weird north and east winds um, early September too. So we're covered for those as well. Um, but yeah, I think any any one of those spots is gonna gonna be it. It's just a matter of if those bears hold on the pattern for a few more weeks. I've had it before where first couple weeks you have baits out and they're hitting it during daylight they're there at four o'clock in the afternoon they're there at six they can be there in the morning then closer and closer to season they go nocturnal or they just stop hitting it completely for whatever reason even though you haven't changed anything you do bears are very pattern driven um if you throw them off a game or throw them a curveball they can just shut off on a bait completely and that'll be it. So you really got to kind of stick to a, stick to a pattern with them and, uh, get them more used to you is the biggest thing. So that way, um, that way you don't, they don't end up leaving your sight if something 
you know, changes on them. So we're going to try to get dad up here a couple more times, at least once more here before season um, to help run baits and stuff, just so they, they're still used to his scent and um, kind of keep them on their pattern, keep them, um, keep them habituated to us bringing them food. (laughs) (laughs) But those three spots are, they're all really good. So I'm pretty confident that one of them will hold through for, for dad. So See, I find that very interesting because that's not something that I would really think of is that bears are very much a habit, right? They have habits. They are used to somebody or, or multiple people bringing them food. And if you change something in that behavior, then that can lead them to changing as well. I think that's really cool to hear especially if there's like a first-time bear hunter out there that might be listening to this one day thinking, all right, I'm just going to go up there, I'm going to bait a few times, and then I'm going to bring my posse with me to help bait or just be at camp. That could essentially throw off, throw a bear off his game because he's used to a certain schedule or certain anything, and if that changes, then the bear's habits or mindset can change. So... You're saying, Don, is try to be as consistent as possible with, are you saying, like, deliver food on, on a timely schedule, like 3 o'clock every day, you freshen up uh, the bait and um, try to get Dad up there a couple times to, to get used to his scent. Is Are you saying that is something you got to be pretty strict on, is to try to keep a certain schedule with these bears? you got to kind of be conscious of it. Um I work, you know, I, I do four tens, so the weekends are better for me, but during the week I'm struggling to run baits and, uh, I won't be able to do it at the same time every day. So I, I kind of want to keep bears regular, um, like you said, used to, cause that is important, but I also want to keep them guessing just enough so that they don't get too comfortable and just and just wait me out you know what i mean um so during the week for instance i'll get off i might get off of work at 3 30 or whatever and uh try to get out a bait before five o'clock after i don't really want to run a bait much past 5 30 6 o'clock is the absolute latest um when you do that enough you know you mix that in there those bears will get used to that too i mean it's crazy how much they'll pattern you just as much as you think you're patterning them. Yeah, that is super crazy because, like, you don't see them, right? You see them right. maybe on camera and you know when they're coming, but they're probably not too far off of that bait site is my guess. They know the food's there, so they're not going to stray too far. A perfect story to that, if I might add, is the first time I went hunting with Don and he shot that one with his bow we had hunted he had uh, at least three locations at least two that uh, we hunted and all season long it was him and him and his wife going in to bait they'd make noise going in they'd make noise coming out well all of a sudden we're getting to these spots and these bears were hitting these spots and we get to the spot we go in, we bait, we back off, but we'd stay. Okay? As in stay so to hunt. In itself changed the pattern. So 
they we weren't seeing bears coming in so i got we were staying at uh, a friend's camp and uh i said we're gonna try something different i'm gonna drop you off i'll go in with you i'll walk out and uh I'll go home and, and at a certain time, I'm going to start making dinner. You call me when you need a ride. So we did that. Now, there was a front that came in. The wind switched out of the north. It cooled down a little bit that evening. And it was 10 to 8, and I'm watching out the window. Of course, you know, it's getting pretty, pretty dark. Pretty soon my phone rings, and I'm thinking to myself, well, Don must need a ride home. And the first words out of his mouth when I said hello was dad, I just shot one. So, <laughs> you know, call it a coincidence, call it because it was just a peninsula that, that this bear came off of and call it a coincidence, call it dumb luck, call it the bear patterning, patterning the, the guys taking food in. We drove in, dropped off, walked, I mean, walked up to the place he got ready. He was all ready to go. I went and fooled around by the baits a little bit, backed out, vehicle left, and, you know, it's two or three hours later, he's got his bear. So I, I'm a firm believer in what he's saying is that they'll pattern you as much as you try to pattern them. See, that's a really cool story. So you drop them off. Did you drop bait off too, Dad? Like, did you go up to the site, put food down while Don's getting ready? I don't recall that we dropped bait off, but just made enough ruckus around the site. And I I don't know uh, if it had been hit. You know, there there was remnants there and and things like that. But that's all we hunted. That's all he hunted right there. I don't believe we took bait to the place. But there was enough remnants there. We had been checking on it and stuff. But that was the first time that I pulled out and left him there, drove away. And then that night he gets his bear. So to say that they don't pattern or they're not watching or they are close by, they don't leave that bait area because there is competition. And if you got the goods and they want the goods, biggest bear is going to win out. And let's talk about that big bear, Don. How much did that big bear weigh in at? That bear was 350 pounds dressed. So it was a, it was a almost a one, it was a once in a lifetime bear for sure. Did you ever get that skull measured? Not officially, no. What about unofficially? What was that? I think it was like 18 inches or something like that. Was it? Does bears have Boone and Crockett? list as well they do um i don't it's not boone and crockett i think it would have been hope and young qualifying though especially you know i don't know how the scoring all works but i think pope and young is archery only and i think their minimum's a little smaller than boone and crockett so i think it's 17 something inches and i think he was just over over it so okay yeah so that's yeah, that's we, a cool story we, we, we had his teeth aged. He was he was nine years old. A big wow, boar. nine years yeah. old. <laughs> that's ancient in bear world. It, it just feels like that's they, old. They can live quite long, actually. They can live to be up to twenty, 
20 some years old on the old end, you know, uh-huh. but, I mean, he's been around the block a few times. I was, when we, we had him processed and I was eating a, a steak and I had bird shot in my steak. So he had sniffed around a bird feeder or somebody's camp a little too close a time or two in his life and got peppered in the butt. So No kidding. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. <laughs> like what a bear. Point. Don't go snooping around where you shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah. That, that goes for everybody, not just bears. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> Stay off of porches you're not supposed to be on. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> Amen to that. Okay, so this that's a good story, right? I, I find it super interesting. So how far was the bait site for you, Don? Dad had touched on that. That was an archery bear? Yep. So I was bow hunting that. So I had that bait probably 15, 15 18 yards away. Um, it was my first time ever bear hunting. Um, it was right out of college when I got my job up in the UP. I had been applying for points in Michigan, just hoping I would bear hunt someday. And then I was working with a, turned out to be a really good friend of mine now. And then he said we could stay at a deer camp. So we took him up on it and we were running baits over there. He It's an hour, over an hour away from the house. Um, so that erratic, weekend pattern that i've been doing was, was the same thing there because i would leave work at 3 30 or 4 30 whatever it was at the time and go over there and bait for the evening and um he was the biggest bear coming on coming in the bait there was i saw a sow and two cubs earlier that night that were pretty regular visitors and there was a few smaller bears that would come in and out once in a while but he was he was the king king hoss on that that bait site um and yeah, I think dad, we did probably throw some bait out either that afternoon or while we right prior sitting, to, yeah. Prior to, yeah. And then when we, we, like you said, we just kind of, I kind of snuck in the tree and made, you made some noise around and, and probably sprayed the vanilla scent and then left. And, um, it was a perfect storm of us, you know, thinking he was, patterning us and then like dad said it was 80 some degrees that evening and the next day that was snowing out so (laughs) snowing everything everything favor (laughs) wow it was snowing in september yeah a little bit not like anything that was stick but there was flakes coming down the next day (laughs) wow amazing so at 15 18 yards that 350 pound plus bear probably looked all of that didn't he so here's the weird, the weird thing with bears, right? Everybody thinks all bears look huge, no matter how big they are. A lot. My job, I talk to a lot of uh, hunters, and they'll have an average bear. An average bear in Michigan is 140 pounds around, you know. Um, That's on average? You say 140 pounds is around an average bear for the state of Michigan? Yeah, I think it's like 130 to 140, that range, probably like three years old, you know. Three, four-year-old bear? Yeah, Um, and they'll they'll always say, man, I thought he was bigger, you know. Um, And I was the opposite for whatever reason. When that bear came in, I was like, "Ah, I don't know, it's it's probably a 150, and then I shot shot him. He was only off by a couple hundred pounds. Yeah, how do you get off by a couple hundred yeah, yeah he, he told me he almost didn't shoot it right my god 
didn't have a clue, you know, but it was, it was the, what, Dad, it was the third or fourth day of season when we this correct. had that yep. opportunity, and um, I called my friend there, and he got all his buddies out to come track it, and when they found it, they're like, holy shit, look at, look at the size of this thing, and I was in disbelief from there, and it took five or six of us to get that thing out of the woods, and it was only... I don't know, 150 yards from where we parked the truck. <laughs> right. Well, that's it not took so all bad. of that. And the thing of it is, when we went back to track this bear with everybody, there was a bear that we scared off the bait pile. Really? Yeah, there was, yeah. Now that you say that. The bear go crashing into the woods. So you come back with the posse of trackers, and there's another bear on the bait. Right. You My couldn't goodness. see it because it was dark out, but you could hear it. <laughs> right. I'm sure you could hear it running away quite easily at that yeah. point. Yes. Okay. That's pretty That's pretty darn cool. So let's talk about the baits a little bit here. Um, you know, Don, for that bear specifically, the one you shot with your bow, do you remember any anything you were using specifically? Are you still using the the same... I guess bait now, X amount of years later that you were when you first took that bear. Yeah, um, pretty much the same basic thing. Um, back then, I didn't, I didn't really know much about it. I just knew you want to throw him some sweets, and um, I think Dad did the same thing he's doing now and collected donuts and baked goods and breads and cookies from places back home where. He, um, up here, as you can imagine, being a bear country and lots of bear hunters, it's hard to find one of those spots. But in the thumb, there's not too many people um, heading up to bear hunt. So he had been collecting those things for me, um, and I was using those. And then a uh, mixture of, I think it was like oats and uh, molasses mixed together. And I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure in, I think I had jelly and different sweeteners and some frosting. Um Pretty sure that's all I ran for that bear, and I'm pretty much using the same thing today, except I've got a little more fancy with my bear bait. There's a place up here in Powers, I think it's called JD's Bear Baits. Um, he has warehouse full of this, this stuff, and he makes his own, and he buys totes, and I got this tote of um, granola mixed with things and molasses, and we're pouring molasses and um oats together and more more donuts um, kind of starting off a little slow with the donuts and as we get closer to the season i'm going to start packing them to them because that's they really love those and then got some circus peanuts and some other different little odds and ends things just to sweeten the pot a little bit in there and then um we haven't mentioned it yet i, I kind of did um i spray my bait area every time i'm there with I have vanilla extract, um, like the imitation vanilla. You buy a gallon of it at Gordon Foods or wherever you can buy bulk stuff. Or uh, what's the other thing? Liquid smoke. Liquid smoke, yeah. Got a couple shots of that and a bunch of vanilla. So that's another conditioning thing. Um, when I get done putting the bait in the hole and covering it with logs or um, in the stump and putting the cookie on there and a big rock to keep the coons out of there um a cookie being like a a big piece of log that you cut 
you know, four or five inches thick. Um, that's what you call the cookie. Yeah, that's that's a cookie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a big so cookie. You put that on a hollowed out stump, and then you put a big rock on top of that, and you set the you dig out the stump a little bit so coons can't dig under it and get your bait, or take the cookie off the top of the the stump and eat your bait that way because there is coons at every single bait, and there's usually multiples. And um, if they can get in there, they'll clean it out faster than the bears can get there. So. Um, but yeah, you, you spray it down, um, as you're leaving and that fresh smell, if that bear's not too far away, when he smells that fresh scent, he'll know that there's food there and come check it out. So this kind of sounds like a Pavlov, how do you say that, Pavlov's dog scenario. Like you just said, when you are done and you have everything ready to roll, you hit them with liquid smoke and vanilla, basically saying, yeah. hey bears, there's fresh food here. Here's your ringing the dinner bell. Ringing the dinner yeah. bell. Here's your telltale sign that I am now leaving. Have at it. Did you uh did you get that Pavlov's dogs thing from my last bear hunting video when I said that exact same thing? Your last bear hunting video, which was what two or three years 20, ago? Twenty sixteen. Oh jeez, five five years ago. No, I I did not watch that video before this uh, recording. So, no. I just like to think I'm I'm kind of smart, above average. You're doing all right, then. You're all right. All right. Good. So okay, so you're gonna start hitting them with donuts here the week bef- prior to season. I've been throwing in like I don't know. I'd say like a generous handful, I guess, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, just so they know they can get them. But as it gets closer, I got a whole freezer full of them left. I'll probably start doing half a five gallon bucket um, just of donuts and then the other granola mixture and stuff like that. Um, They really like their, their main goal is not just to eat junk food. It's to put on fat and, eat calories before going into hibernation so the better bait that has that higher fat content and and more carbs and things like that is what's gonna what's gonna draw them in because you're you're not only competing with other hunters and their baits but you're competing with natural foods like acorns and and soft mass like apples and and different blackberries that are coming right this time of year so um, the bear's not just going to sit there at your bait, but you're going to want to make it good enough and worth his time that he's going to keep checking it out, um, even though he's got all that other food out there. So in the state of Michigan, is there certain baits or attractants that you cannot use that are deemed illegal by the DNR? Um, yeah, there's a couple. I know um, chocolate is one of them. That was just a from a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah, that was a, recent. That OD'd on chocolate. Um, a bear? So they, yeah, yeah, that's how it happened. There was a bear found downstate, I believe, dead at a bait site because um, the hunter was using a lot of chocolate for bait, and it was legal at the time and fine, but um, that bear ended up, it got tested, and it found that it, I don't know what chocolate poisoning is, but it's huh. what it had. Um, so they, they banned chocolate at bait. 
at bait sites and um there's different quantity limits on different things like corn for example um because um in the up anyway where you can still bait deer you can only have two gallons or less and it has to be inaccessible to deer um before september 15th is when the deer baiting period starts so there's some different different rules in place to help um keep things on the up and up and there's certain quantity limits on like those fruits and grains and things like that processed foods like that like the sticky granola is processed if you were just using regular oats or something like that i think that would have the two gallon limit apply but you got to always check the hunting guides to, to keep up on what every everything changes year to year it seems like so you gotta just do your homework and your diligence before you start a bait um figure out what you can and can't do um the last couple of years another thing it's not bait but you could use barrels on state-owned land um and you can't anymore too so no no bait barrels on keep, keep up to date on what what's what's new and what's legal and what's not you said no barrels on public state-owned property right so the barrels before it was just like state-owned michigan state property you couldn't do it on um, commercial forest property or federal property um but you could do it on state michigan dnr land but not not anymore that that had a sunset on it, I think, and it was over this year. Um, I believe you can still use barrels on private land, um, but they have the one-inch full opening rule on those, too. So. Okay, so different things that you definitely need to be conscientious of uh, prior to starting your bait site definitely. or sites. Yep. In, yep. When, in Michigan, when can you start baiting bears? So it's it's generally I think it's thirty or thirty one days before um, the first season starts. So like this time, um, first season was first hunting day is September eighth, like Dad said earlier. Um, so August eighth, this was the first time you could bait um, this go around. But me and me and Dad, we had we had stuff going on that first weekend, so we didn't start baits until a week in the, the baiting period. Okay, gotcha. It's okay me because running these baits runs you ragged, and it's also hard on the wallet um, keeping <laughs> those bears fed. <laughs> they have a big appetite, right? Yeah, there's never enough. <laughs> so now that we have established our bait sites, we kind of know what food sweets smells things to use different strategy on on keeping that bait site covered right so that way the coons mainly aren't getting in there and and, and feasting before the bears get a chance so now uh, dad i think we touched on a little bit you're using a rifle this year with um i guess explain that setup it's it's grandpa brown's old rifle so i don't know if have you shot anything with this rifle before? I know Donnie has, but kind of explain uh, that. Years ago, I've shot a deer with it. Um, Don shot a bear two seasons ago with it. So I just thought it would be nice. I am taking uh, a, a slug gun with me also. Um, not carrying both, but if I'm not comfortable with one, I know the other one will work just as well um, at that distance as it'll 
that'll put a nice hole in them. Um, other than that, you know, it, it, it's more of a nostalgic thing for me with with the with the rifle and stuff. So yeah, that's what I plan on using the uh, first time around. What caliber is the rifle? And uh, 30 do you out, thirty out six. Do you have your ammo uh, ammunition picked out? Yeah, I'm using 180 grain Remington, 180 grain bullets. Okay. Are you Core able locked. to say that again? Core locked. Yeah. Core, Core locked. locked. Okay. And are you able to find that still? <laughs> that one's not flying off the shelf, is it? No, I've I've got extra. I've got extra. At, in my safe here so i'm not worried about that okay and then what's your backup gun uh the backup gun will be uh 12 gauge h and r uh very reliable gun it's only got to one shot but as my dad always told me he says make that first one count because you don't know what's going to happen after that that's for sure especially on a bear <laughs> absolutely <laughs> yeah especially on a bear so you got yeah. the twelve gauge H and R. Um, what optics are on those? I forget. I'm not totally sure. I guess. Um, Don, you know, right? Yeah. So the the slug gun was mine, and I kind of stole the rifle from you, Dad, when I moved up here and could actually rifle hunt. Um, the slug gun has that the Nikon Slug Hunter 2x7 scope, I believe. Um, and the dot also has the Nikon Pro Staff BDC reticle on it. Right. 3x9, yeah. Okay. All right. I do recall the H&R having the 2x7 the on it because I believe when I used that gun bear hunting, I actually took that off and put that UTG um, three to twelve on it for for our hunt on Grand Island there. Yep, yep, yep. So yeah. both both guns have uh, proven themselves on bears up here. So yeah, there's no doubt that H and R. That's a sweet gun. I haven't shot it in a long time, but I remember um, you know I did kill a doe or two with it back home um, hunting in the Thumb. Uh, that was a long time ago. I was probably in college when I did that, and then that bear, um, gosh, Don, that was what? Was that six or seven years ago already when we did that? I think that was in 2015, yeah. No, no, you're right. Yes, it was 2015 because um, my one-year anniversary, I was bear hunting in the UP. <laughs> <laughs> You're still married, right? Yeah, you know, seven years this okay, September. Cool. So we, yeah, you know, I don't suggest doing that because uh, we got <laughs> married. We were married for a year, and then we moved into our house, and we got, you know, we got Bo, uh, our dog, all in the same time. So here we are bear hunting in the UP on this island with little to no cell coverage. And then the poor pup had to be taken to the hospital because of dehydration or something like that. So, yeah, it's pretty wild only times. Him. Yeah, yeah, only him, exactly. It's like, don't ruin my bear hunt, you potlicker. 
So, okay, cool. So we, we touched on the, the ammunition, the rifle, the setup. Um, how far away is the bait sites from, what are you using? You got a couple tents, two or three tents out there. You got a ladder stand going on. Dad's actually going to come up, I think, this weekend to help yeah. get up. Um, one of them's just going to be a plop on the ground thing, and then two of them um, planning on using tents. Dad got a couple new tents um, for that. I'm going to get them out, I think, tomorrow and let them air out a little bit. But it's the thing with bears. You're not going to fool the, their noses. If you think deer can smell good, bears smell even better um so you just got to play the wind and and hope they don't mind your presence you know um more than anything um i've had used tents in the past and bears have ripped them down um they always do i don't know if it's a curiosity thing and i've also had set up tents and then have bears never come back to the bait site and it might be a thing where there was a new person helping you set up or not so that's another reason why I wanted dad to come up to do it and then uh I think in the one other spot we're going to put a ladder stand up and put a camera stand up behind that um, I think that'll be a great spot for for that ladder and there's there's a couple nice bears using that spot right now anyway right okay so a tent maybe a couple tents plop on a ground yeah. spot those are always fun and then you know, I, I like that idea, actually. It's just plopping on the ground. Because now it's like you're on their turf. You're not, you know, you don't have the four walls. Or, you know, a tent's not going to stop a bear, obviously. But it's like, down when you and I did it on Grand Island, it was just a plop on the ground, sit up next to a tree. But yeah. I think we were 40 yards away from our bait site. Right. And then when that first bear showed up, it was like, holy crap, like, now I'm face to face with a bear for my first time, yep. and the adrenaline just is through the roof at that point, man. <laughs> first bear you ever see, right? Your first bear, yeah. Well, you know, I don't know if you count va- family vacations in the UP where you see a black bear running across the road. Is I don't know if you count that, but yeah. So that was like my first bear, I guess, to ever see was on that hunt, and it comes in, and our wind was blowing directly at the bait if I recall correctly, because it comes in all excited, and it just stops and looks straight down our shooting lane directly at us. It's like, oh, this, yep. is, this is exciting. Yeah. yeah, and the tents are more like a, I guess it's like a weather thing. They might hold your scent a little bit, but it's you're not going to fool bear. Um, more of a comfort and weather thing than, I don't know, if, if bears stop using it, I might yank the tent and just me and dad will just have to sit on the ground some more but um it's kind of nice having that spot where you can just go into and hunt you know oh yeah but yeah yeah it's more of if we get some rain and stuff we don't want to have to sit it out we want to want to sit there and hunt so right no it makes sense yeah they're all 60 yards away so if you had to sit on the ground it's not like they're gonna be right in your lap or anything like that okay so each bait site's about 60 yards from your designated tree or or ground spot roughly yeah roughly okay yeah that's that's plenty close enough especially with you know rifle shotgun that's that's nothing obviously and i say that but i mean we kind of generally pick out a, a 
clear lane, you know, and it could be 50 yards or whatever, but right. it's off the, off the bait a little ways anyway. Okay. Well, awesome. Um, that, I think that covers a lot of, a lot of detail, a lot of good conversation there about the strategies involved, the sites involved, the baits to use. Because me, that's always a big question mark. Is like, what do you use so that you can get your hands on it? Everybody automatically thinks of, oh, I gotta get donuts. That's it. Seems like to be the topic that I hear people just, oh, you gotta have some donuts because they're they like sweets, right? But here you're mixing in different things, and you're actually holding off on donuts until you get closer to season, and then you start hitting them more and more with that, which is pretty cool. And then you hit them with, again, the Pavlog dog thing. You hit them with the smoke, like, hey, boys, here's the dinner bell. Come get it. And then you you leave, and then they show up. So that's all pretty good stuff. Um, I think I want to add one more thing with how I set set the baits up that I think might be a good helper um so we set them up for general wind directions right um i said west earlier mostly because most of our prevailing winds are out of the west in some direction whether that's straight west southwest or northwest but we set it up so where we're sitting is away from where the bears are going to come from um we we set the baits up closer to the edge of the swamp or those transition lines where a bear is going to come up to the bait and not so much like circle way downwind of the bait where they're going to expose themselves and maybe some more open hardwoods or in the one place, one instance, he's going to have to climb a steep, huge hill um, to get downwind of us. But this it, it makes the bears feel more comfortable when they're just stepping out of that cover. Um, to grab a bite on the edge or even in the cover itself instead of having them set up 100 yards from the swamp in the open hardwoods where that might be the difference between getting a daylight sightings of that bear or he might wait till complete darkness until he comes out of that heavy cover to come up to your bait site so if you can get your bait in the cover or uh, right on the edge of it you're going to have better odds of that bear showing up in daylight know what i'm saying no yeah sorry about that i was uh playing with my audio there for a second but yeah that that seems to it's a good point it's a really good point there's a lot of strategy involved that you know, sometimes when I think of it, and I'm not a, you know, I've gone bear hunting once. You know, you think new people out there, it's like, all right, you just, you put bait out and they come and you eat it, you shoot them. But, you know, there's strategy involved, place, why you put bait in certain areas, why you do what you do, sticking, you know, to a pattern because bears can be patterned and they're also patterning you at the same time. That's a lot of different things to think about. And then, like you said, just a matter of keeping them fed as you get closer to the season and keeping their bellies full, right? Yeah, keep them fed and keep them comfortable. Make them want to make them want to come there. Make them so they don't have to go out of their way to get fed. You know what I mean? Right. Easy. Make it easy. Make it easy. We all like an easy meal, right, Dad? Oh hey, yeah! Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> you taking? Uh... You you want it just down by the corner, or do you want to make a road trip out of it? Well, the bears just like it just around the corner, so. Yeah, don't we all? 
Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It is. It really is. Yeah. Well, great, gentlemen. This was really good. Um, we're coming up on time here, and I guess, Dad, is there anything else that you want to touch base on or anything, um, you know, from your side that you, you know, your perspective that you wanted to bring up? Well, I, I just hope, you know, deer hunting, you've been doing that all your life. Bear hunting, I haven't. This is going to be my first time. Um, I, I just hope I, I don't overlook anything. I know I've been studying where to shoot, where not to shoot, when not to shoot. Um, as far as, you know, too, it's not like shooting a deer. You're not going to stay right tight to the shoulder. You're going to be backing off of that a little bit um, because uh, a double lung shot, on a bear will put it down faster than a heart shot will. They'll go a long ways still um, on a heart shot, but a double lung or a lung shot will, will put them down rather rather quickly. Uh, I'm just hoping that, uh, you know, studying the anatomy of the bear, where everything's located, um, best if it's straight up broadside, obviously, quartering away is still good. Um if they're looking at you and it looks like they're going to get ready to bust out or something and it's kind of quartering into you, you might have to look at an armpit or something like that to something to drive back into that, uh, into that lung area, into that boiler system in there and, and to put them down um, with relative ease, I would think, um, being that the lungs were taken out of them. Um, so I'm doing some some book work on that. I got to go out to the range yet, and that'll be within the next day or two. Make sure everything's good. Um, maybe in, in, a, in a week or so again. Make sure everything's still good again, and uh, go from there. And and hopefully uh, things will work out good for us because uh, we're putting in the work, doing it the right way. Um, and uh, hopefully everything works out good for us. I love it. I love it. I'm I'm fired up. I'm not even going on the hunt. I <laughs> I was trying to convince um, my wife to let me head up north <laughs> to partake in some of bear camp. Possibly, I even pitched it. I'll take both kids and we'll just drive up there. But then she reminded me we have family pictures that weekend. So I was like, darn it. Maybe maybe next time. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So Don, any last bit of knowledge from you that we haven't talked about? I don't think so on this on this go around. Maybe maybe as we do another one as uh, season gets closer and um, but we're picking up some some bears so far. Our baits are pretty active right now. Um, multiple bears at, at the baits i just hope we can we can keep it up and they only get bigger from here on out and hopefully we can get dad his first bear that sounds great and you'll be, be something that would be something um you'll be filming all this right don yep yep we'll be we'll be filming this for uh the youtube channel and hopefully get some some really good footage and We'll hopefully be able to tell a pretty good story of uh, Dad's 2021 UP of Michigan black bear hunt. I love it. I'm fired up, and I'm wanting me hunting, so 
This was good, guys. I uh, appreciate your time. Um, I hope the listeners were able to get something out of this. I know people were looking forward to our next episode and, you know, being able to talk about Michigan black bear hunting um, is really exciting to me because every podcast, every episode you listen to right now, everybody's obviously geared towards deer season uh, and rightfully so. Um, I know all three of us are still just as eager and just as excited to get after deer as we are for bear. Um, you know, here at the Back 4 Project, I had my first shooter buck show up on camera just this past week, and I am chomping at the bit to shoot him, or at least get, get another, get another visual of him, so, uh, but this was great, uh, I love talking to you guys, I appreciate your time, and we'll catch you on the next go-around. Hey, maybe we can do a follow-up after a successful hunt, too. Absolutely, you're gonna have a good story right. to tell. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll catch All you right, later. Take care, Rye. Don, nice talking with you guys. Uh, we'll see you soon. Sounds good. See you guys. So that wraps it up. Uh, that was a really good conversation. Um, my brother, if you were listening, is he's a wealth of knowledge on, when it comes to bear and a, a host of other critters out there. Um, He's, he's got it really dialed in. He does a really nice job. So it's nice to hear his perspective, the different things he's done um, as far as bear hunting goes, the bait sites, the reasons why. Um, so I'm hoping there was some good information in there for whoever's out there listening um, and something that you could pick up on uh, for maybe on your next bear hunt or whenever you decide to get into bear hunting if that's something you decide to do down the road. Uh, so that season is fast approaching. I believe that season starts at Wednesday, September 8th, if I'm not mistaken. Um, shortly thereafter, Labor Day. Uh, Labor Day would be on a Monday. It would be that following Wednesday. I believe that's the 8th. Um, so my dad will be um, up north, ready to go that, that first evening. There's no guarantee that anything's going to happen for him. Um, you, you hope for the best. Like you said, you, you heard him say it. You put in a lot of work, which they have done, and you just hope for the best. Um, you keep these bears fed, keep them nourished, keep them comfy, and you should be on something pretty, pretty exciting here in the next uh, shortcomings of the week. Uh, we'll try to do another podcast here soon on talking more bear hunting um, because it is we got a couple guys in our group here that are fortunate enough to have a tag my dad being one of them we'll see if we can get another guy on the podcast for next week uh talking some more bear hunting obviously deer hunting is fast approaching too hopefully you got all your food plots in the ground seed is growing and you got your tree stands hung or working on that i know that's a project i have yet to do i've kind of put it off this year because i've been trying to stay out of the woods as much as possible mainly only checking trail cameras and doing a little bit of scouting um, but we'll be hanging stands here uh, very, very soon. Uh, we'll be doing that this week for sure. And then trim up some shooting lanes and checking some other stands uh, back in the Thumb of Michigan uh, where I do most of my, my deer hunting. But I have a couple new spots to be hunting this year. Uh, the back four that, uh, that I'm on now, I will be hunting here. Like I had mentioned in the podcast that I had a first, my first shooter show up just last week. Pretty excited about that and then a new uh, permission farm um, that I'll be hunting this year as well. That's not too far away from where I'm located. Uh, so lots of exciting stuff uh, upcoming. 
good luck out there. Um, thanks for listening. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a great review. Make it a five-star, would you? That'd be awesome. I mean, if it's a one-star because you think we stink, I guess that's fine, too. But it'd be great if you can make it a five-star. Uh, leave a comment there for us. We'd love to hear from you. And if you got any bear hunts on your horizon, we'd love to hear about it. Thanks for sticking with us. You're in the kill zone. <laughs>